welcome to the Pet Grooming Business Podcast with me, Bill Betts, where we give practical business advice to help you grow your pet grooming business. This podcast is sponsored by LowPay, the low-rate payment app that gives you more. So without further ado, let's get going. Welcome, everyone. I'm joined by Perry. Welcome. All the dogs want to come up now. Ah, Pammy and her dogs. Some, some of them, they're all, they all want to come up and say, oh, hello, hello. Welcome, hello. To, welcome to your chat. Happy New Year. How was your Christmas and New Year? It was quiet and it was nice to just decompress after the craziness of the lead up to Christmas. We were trying to get in as much training as we could, as well as... Um, as well as doing just our normal salon dogs as well. So we were absolutely flat out. So when the last, oh, Winnie wants to come up now. Come on, Winnie. So do, you, do you have, um, in your in your salon, do you have the usual crazy Christmas rush that, that we all seem to have? Yeah. 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 Hang on a minute. Go down a minute. Look, you've got to say hello. You've got to be nice. <laughs> hello. So <laughs> how many dogs, how many dogs over Christmas, like, how many would you see uh, every day in the run up to Christmas in your oh, It just depend. It just depended, um, but on average, because it's just two of us. It's just me and Danielle. She bays and and I whiz it all off. But the week before Christmas, or so the on our up to our last day, that that sort of previous seven days, we were averaging about. 12 13 dogs a day between us mm. but that yeah. some days were a couple more and you know, a, bit and a bit later but that's it it's just like nobody was getting anything particularly special there were no restyles nobody coming in with you know huge great big you know amounts of hair that needed to be fixed and and made all wonderful it was um you know just bathing trimming and, and getting on with it really Make them smart for Christmas for the for the for the pictures. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a crazy. It's a, it's a funny uh, anomaly for me. You know, I've watched this over the years. Uh, Emma's been going since two thousand and five, and you watch Christmas come along, and it's just like, you know, you hear all the excuses. You know, mother in laws coming. I need to make the dog smell good, and or uh, you know, it's got to look good for the pictures in front of the tree. You hear all these. You never hear all this over throughout the rest of the year, do you? It's just like. I know. I know. I tell you what, I worked from home for the longest. I had a cabin and I worked from home for the longest. And I could not believe how many people would knock on my door on Christmas Eve and even Christmas Day in a blind panic because granny's coming and they forgot to get the dog groom. Can I just and please? And like, no. Wow. I've often considered the idea of putting uh, Christmas appointments on eBay and let people fight it out <laughs> and see and see how much how much a, an appointment would go for on eBay. Oh, that's a really good idea. You see, I love stuff like that. <laughs> Bid for them the last the last appointment for Christmas. Have yeah. a bit more. Yeah, have a bit more. See what see how much it goes. So, um, well, I'm kind of assuming that everyone knows who you are. So maybe perhaps we should introduce you. Um, so, welcome, Pammy. You're the owner of two businesses, and um, we've got um, Pammy's dog grooming and training, which is obviously dog grooming and in person training. And then you've got your Asian fusion grooming business, which is all about online courses 
um, selling of retail scissors and then um, sort of course creation and stuff, isn't it? So, so yeah. So tell us, tell us about your career. Uh, really interested to, you said you've been grooming for about 16 years now. Yeah, so, somewhere like that. But I mean, be- before then, I mean, I've had lots, lots, lots of other careers as well. My, my career is, is, is a bit bonkers and varied, really. Go but on, we need to know now. We need to know what you've been doing before you before you're grooming, if, if it's legal. In the, <laughs> most of it is, Bill. I can't talk about the, the really good stuff. Most of it's OK. But yeah, I was in the I was a housekeeper. Mm-hmm. I was a housekeeper for about four or five years for the chief of staff in Berlin. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Colonel Horden, he was called, and his brother was the famous actor. I think he's died now, Sir Michael Horden. So that was really good. Um, I was in the British Army. All right. Is that how you ended up in Germany? Or I was thinking, yeah. where's the connection? Yeah, the- I, I did. Um, I... The idea was I was married. I was also married to a squaddy as, as well. And the idea was that because um, we couldn't get a posting to Berlin together after we got married, he was being posted with his regiment and I couldn't get a posting. So the idea was I'd come out of the army mm-hmm. and travel over as a, as a force's wife and then rejoin. They kept all my kit and sent it all out to Berlin, and I got a job working for the chief of staff, mm-hmm. uh, and he said, yeah, don't worry, I'll get this sorted out for you, dear. And uh, But then back in them days, the husband had to sign the papers to say he allowed you to join. Wow. And you know where that one's going. Yeah, so that... So, um, yeah, so, so that kind of... That marriage ended in tears yeah it's not mine Uh, and um yeah and so it it all went a bit bonkers from there I was then I spent years and years studying while the children were small and got various degrees and what have you because and I'll tell you why I did it Bill because somebody told me I couldn't do it while I had children they said no you've got no chance you not clever enough was it you can't tell me no because then the challenge is on yeah so I, got, I went out and got two of them so that bugger you um yeah so I've been in the army by then been a housekeeper um I then was in the TAs oh I was uh, racing um four-ton trucks Really? Um, uh, racing cars yeah 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 I was in the British army motor racing team there and um, that was amazing. Yeah. Um, back to uni again. And then I was a midwife. I was a midwife for a long time. Then I bought a great big, huge hotel with a hotelier. And I had lots of properties and hotel and loads of stuff uh, down on Peyton Seafront. Do you know, do you know where Peyton is? Down Devon? My geography isn't great. Near Devon, is it? Yeah, well, it's in Devon. Do you know your key? No, my geography is awful. <laughs> For God's sake, bloody talkie. Talkie, you know where talkie is. Yeah, okay. So it's the, the next report along. <laughs> Goodness sake. <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, so a hotel there, then moved out to 
Cyprus, went to live in Cyprus and was doing stuff out there, came back to the UK and all the way through there was dogs involved, you know, showing dogs, um, rescuing dogs. I was the admin for Toy Breed and Yorkshire Terrier Rescue. I was rescuing and looking after dogs whilst I was in Cyprus, which really sort of got me going. Yeah. Because there there's a lot of Cyprus poodles. And the Cypress poodles come in all shapes and sizes. They're not really a recognised breed, or they, they certainly weren't then. I don't know if they are anymore, whether they've got recognition. But anyway, but we lived at, in the foothills of the Trudos Mountains. And so all the stray dogs that would be abandoned up on the Trudos Mountains would make their way down and they would all end up because we were kind of the first port to call past the villages because the villages wouldn't entertain them. And so they'd come all down, to, yeah. Yeah, and so that was it. I was like, you know, there was just stray dogs everywhere. And um, the Cypress Poodles, I used to sort them out myself and I would be um, um, grooming other people's dogs. And the, the, I think at the time in Cyprus, there was one groomer on the island who was attached to a vet's. Mm. And all animals who came in, it was in Paphos, all animals that came in for grooming, they had to be there by nine o'clock. They were all sedated for the day. Wow. Yeah, all sedated for the day. And you weren't allowed to go back and pick them up until five o'clock. And they'd just been like shorn off. Nothing fancy. So, you know. Well, it's hot out there, isn't it? You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that just... That just didn't sit right with me. I didn't. I didn't know then that it was, you know, as wrong as it is. As you know, I didn't have the knowledge then that I had now. I just knew that it didn't sit right with me. So I, I set to, and the old kitchen scissors would come out, and I would do my own thing. And and actually, I really loved it. So when we come back to the UK, you know, trying to think of something I could do, and um, and suddenly. I realised that there was such a thing as a, as a dog grooming school. Like, who the hell knew? You know, I knew that in, in the UK, um, grooming parlours were just like all these, like, you know, dark pink and black places. And you'd knock on the door and it would all be like black windows with, you know, paw prints and pink poodles on it. And a door would open, certainly where I was, a door would open and a hand would come out, take the lead and tell you to come back later. And the door would shut. And that's all you knew about it. And you'd come back, stick, stick your money through the, this little partition thing and the dog would be pushed back out and the door would close again that's as much as I knew about professional grooming and they'd tell you what style you're getting yeah there was yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean I had a, a little poodle like oh many many moons ago and I couldn't look after a coat properly I didn't have time and I I had no idea that you could have it styled or anything like this and I don't think certainly where I was that they that they had any idea that it was a thing either. It was just like clippers. I mean, God knows what they would do. I have no idea. Never got. I never went inside. Never got to go inside. But I just knew it was. It wasn't for me. So anyway, when I come back to the UK, I just kind of looked around and and it it, it dawned on me that there were grooming schools. There were there were these places where you could go. And somebody would teach you how to groom. And then you could go out and get a job 
or set up a salon and people would pay you. I'm like, I just assumed it was all like apprenticeship stuff. And you'd have to go into one of these dark black and pink holes and, and you know, and something would happen to you. Some process would go on inside and you come out, uh, come out the other side with a job within that place. That's as much as I thought. This podcast is sponsored by Low Pay. Low Pay is half the price of SumUp and Zettel. So you keep more of the money that you earn. Rates start at 0.79%. So yes. was, this, was this around the 1990s sort of time? No, they t- we're into 2000 now. Oh, right. okay. Yeah, the early 2000s. But I mean, I've been abroad and, you know, doing other things. So none of that was even on my radar at that, at that time. Um, so, yeah, so I set about finding a grooming school. And then it was so difficult. There was, there was probably about four or five in the country that I knew of. There was one up in Scotland with Agnes Murphy. There was um, Look North up in Keithley. There was Leslie Garrett's place down in um, Evercreech near Bristol. I can't remember what it's called now. There was, I think there was one down in Cornwall. And there was, I think that oh, the, uh, there, was a, there was one a bit, further down the country I can't remember quite where it was I went to visit it and it it terrified the bejesus out of me it was like it was just like wall-to-wall dogs and barking and the smell and I oh god you know what am I doing what am I doing here oh my god but anyway you had to be quite dedicated then you had to go and travel and Get a, get a place in these schools and because it sounds like the places were probably quite rare as there were so few. It was. Now there are, you know, there's a grooming school on every street corner almost. You know, there's almost as many grooming schools as there are salons. So I went to college for a year and did um, uh, city and guilds and, and then I went up and trained with um, Joey, Joey, Zoe, Zoe and Joe. Joey, Zoe and Joanna put up at Look North, and um, you know that 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 was a an amazing experience. And you know, there's nobody in the world for me. You know, she's still a, a bit of a hero, really, for me. You know, watching um, Zoe scissor, I can remember being absolutely transfixed watching Zoe scissoring, and 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 I did at the time. It was before Facebook. We didn't have Facebook. And there was a grooming, um, what was that say? not a blog, what, what were they called in the old days? Newsletter? No, it wasn't a newsletter. We all, all would go, all the old timers would go. When you stripped? They're making it worse now. <laughs> no, um, it was called Water, a forum, that was it. And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was called Water Dog, and we're you know all all the old all the old timers, all those old oldies would all all meet up in there every day, and it was all like you'd follow these threads, and we had an it, we had an amazing time, and it was a fabulous place. Um, and then Facebook came, and and unfortunately the the Water Dog went by the by. Um, but yeah, I did this when I was training. I did this daily training blog 
and wrote all the funny stuff because I went. I, I love to write, but I like to write all like you know the funny stuff and all the you know a funny thing happened to me on the way to the salon sort of stuff. And um, yeah, and and I wrote all of that, and then I started working for myself. And um, did did you go straight into a salon environment? Did you? Oh, I came, I came straight straight home into um, a, a cabin in the garden and um, and set up for them pretty terrifying it was I mean there wasn't the network really that we have now of help I felt really kind of oh shit you know now what do I do I, I remember when when Emma left um, she did a she did a, a like a 30-day training um, course with a local groomer in Kent and then she left that and was like right I've got my equipment I've done my 30 days I've got notes from the grooming table that's it you know, 2005, no Facebook, no yeah. that support, the, the, the friends, the, the people you chat to on WhatsApp and, and Messenger and phone during the day because you've, you've got a dog on the table and you need some help with, or it's just not there, was it? That's it. That That's it. You just didn't have that. You, the be, you know, the, what we had was this um, online forum, mm. but it wasn't as quick. It wasn't this kind of instant thing like Facebook is, where you've got access to it, like the entire world. It was only the membership and whoever happened to be online. So if everybody was out working and you, you'd you run into some kind of issue and you're like, oh, my God, now what do I do? There was nobody there to go, OK, phone me or, or whatever. But anyway, you know, that 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 was great. It was like a baptism of fire, but you kind of, you've got to learn <laughs> Did you find, do you think it kind of created your own styles because there wasn't the, the constant pictures, the Instagram, the TikToks, the, you know, you, you found your own way, you found your own style and it was like. Yeah, because, it, because you, you know, once I knew how and knew there was like technicalities involved and it wasn't, you know, a, a pair of old kitchen scissors and, and off you go and there were tools and things, it's, you know, you start to look online and find things. And I remember I came across this picture of a poodle that had been groomed in Japan in the teddy bear style. Mm. And I'd only ever seen breed style kennel club breed style of anything that's all I'd ever seen and even the pet styles were just shorter versions of the uh, show styles really and I saw this and I was just transfixed I could I I just couldn't believe it I was mesmerized how has this been done how I didn't know so I, I set about trying to find out how but again there was no Facebook. There was nobody's contact. I didn't know how to find anybody. There was a couple of online, other kind of forums and what have you. And I'd go in there and I would ask people if anybody knew how it was done. And I had no idea. So I started just like I had my own dogs and see Mimi behind me here. Well, she's died now, bless her. Um, so she was like my my model but I didn't I didn't know how to do it and I used to follow Colin Taylor in fact I did two weeks out of training I entered my first competition and um down at, at, at Stoneleigh Park kennel club buildings 
and the little dog that I took that I borrowed from Look North and I, I got best prep. I was thrilled. And um, I went up and got my little prize and my shampoo and my, and my rosette. I was absolutely elated. You know, two weeks out of training was a big deal for me. And um, I, <laughs> God, I, my dog, Colin Taylor was there. I didn't know him. I didn't know who he was. And he was outside having a smoke. And I took my dog out from, I'd got my prize and, you know, I, and, I, and I shimmied outside with the dog, you know, showing off. And he said, who groomed that dog? I said, oh, I did. And he went, can I use that in my seminar? Shelly, <laughs> I did it properly. I was gutted, gutted. <laughs> Ouch. I know, I know. And I, and I said, yeah, I said, but only if you teach me at the same time. Yes. And only if you let me use your scissors. Because <laughs> all I had was, you know, old, like, like crotchety old rose lines. That's all I had. Only if I can use your scissors. Deal. So I went, so I went in, he had a big seminar, big audience, and I stood at the front and he put my dog on the table and he's going, hasn't she done amazing two weeks out of grooming? And the chest came out, boom. I was like, yeah, two weeks grooming, you know. Oh, I'm just amazing, or two weeks out of training, rather. And, um, you know, he did one half and he said, but this is how it really should have been done. So um, he's left the other half and he said, you know, right, that's it. You can do the rest yourself. And, you know, there's my scissors. I said, mm, mm, nah, nah. You put on all this lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, I need you to show me. So, you know, he was very kind and he, he gave me a few tips and a few pointers. But that kind of sparked another kind of leap for me mm. that there were people you see I didn't know all about these seminars and what have you and that there were also groomers who knew like oodles of stuff and like like mind-blowing amounts of information and I, I thought I've got to get me some of this but at the same time I was on this quest this search for the this picture had it as a, a screensaver and it was like for me it was the holy grail and it was it was where I was aiming for and there was nothing going to stop me I was absolutely focused and Facebook meanwhile started I was just treading the boards and trying to you know learn my craft on on my own really and um you know working and, and earning money and um, had to earn money because I came back from Cyprus with nothing. We'd lost all our money, right. lost everything in a big scam. It, that's a whole different story. But we'd, lo we'd lost everything. So to set up, to pay for my grooming course and, and to set up, I'd had to sell all my jewellery, I'd sold furniture. I, you know, we had nothing. We had no money. And so it was a huge leap of faith. So... I had to make this work and I had to make it work big and I knew what I wanted to do. I just needed to know how to do it. And I knew somebody out there knew and I needed to find them. So meanwhile, I'm, I'm earning money and Facebook has started. Yeah. Facebook. And, uh, and, and that was it. And then I was on one of the grooming groups. I think it was English groomers group and it was still fairly new. And Colin posted a seminar that he was doing 
uh, down at um, down in in Bristol, and it was a workshop, and there were space. I can't remember what it was for four people or five people to groom with him, and there'd be an audience. Now, like I'm five minutes out of training school. But I knew because I I researched college, so I knew that he'd been out to Hong Kong and he'd been working in Hong Kong. So in my head, he must know how this shit's done. Got some connections there somewhere. He's got to know. So he made the announcement, and I was like, I was in. I was. Um, I have got to be one of. I've got to be one of those people. And um, I managed to, to secure a place. And my long suffering husband got up at like crazy o'clock and drove me and Mimi all the way down to um, the salon, um, Leslie Garrett's place down in just, out, I think it's called Evergreen in Somerset or Bristol. And um, Stood there, stood there on my little table with my dog and, you know, me, me battered old pair of rose lines. And he's like, I'll do a bit, you do a bit, I'll do a bit, you do a bit. And he said, right, get your curves. And I'm like, my what? <laughs> your curves. Like, I haven't got any curves. Well, Don't you can your scissors. <laughs> you can use mine. I'm like, oh, God, I've never even used a pair of curved scissors before. I'm like, oh, I don't know what to do. Um, so anyway, you know, that was all great. And then he come to the come to the head and to the face and he said, How do you want it? And I said, Asian. Of course, you know what he's like, he's bonkers, and he's going, Oh, you want it eyes like this, and naughty. So he did the face and he said, Is that what you want? And I said, No. Um, and proceeded to like use it up the way I wanted it more to be because he didn't quite understand what I wanted. But anyway, you know, he then gave me some pointers about where to go to start um, amassing the information that I needed. And I couldn't wait to get out of that workshop then, get home, get my computer out. When we didn't, have, there wasn't mobile right. phones with the internet connected. We didn't have any of that. So I had to wait. The only way to do it was to get back home on dial-up AOL. <laughs> Can you remember that? AOL. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and, and start the research process. And, and, and that's where it kind of all began. But meanwhile, until I could get out to Asia to do some training, I had to find a way to create all of these styles that I do by myself. So I would use what I've been taught with the breed standard with like the bits of Asian that I could work out and, and do for myself. And it's, it's suddenly become really, really popular. And um, I was inundated with customers and people would ask me, you know, can I, because there wasn't a name for it. You know, there was no, it didn't have a name. It didn't have a, a, you know, a label to it. It was just, you know, one of those funny dog styles because it looks amazing. And you know Mimi was always like this. And I had another Lassarapso that, you know, she was always done up like a, 
you know, in Asian and she would have, you know, little bows and flowers in and and it, it just caught on. And then it just progressed and got more and more from there. Um, well, we'll talk about like where that's taken you. And as you said before, um, well, before we went live, you know, it's taken you literally all around the world. So we'll talk about that in a minute. But can I just ask, looking back to the sort of it was around 2005, wasn't it? Facebook and that started. So around the 2000 to 2005, you're you're interacting with like um, like you said, Leslie and and Colin and, and all these influential big people in the industry. Did I you, know. I know. I was so starstruck. Did you have? I was going to say, did you have that fear in you that? Maybe some people that are listening right now would be like, I'd never be able to do that two weeks out of my training course. Did you did you feel that fear? Did you have imposter syndrome around you at all? Or is it imposter syndrome? I still have it, Bill. Right. It it cripples me even today. Absolutely cripples me. You know, my my other business partner, Joe, will tell you, you know, it it stops me dead in my tracks. Mm. Can't do it. Can't do it. Everybody will know I don't know what I'm talking about. I do. Yeah. I absolutely do. But you just feel like, oh God, I don't know anything. I'm like, oh, and it it does. And like nobody will like it anyway. No, 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 nobody will buy that. Nobody will like, you know, course creation. You know, I've Joe and I have worked so hard and I've dragged my heels because I the fear, the terror. Mm. Of, letting, of letting all that information go mm. is real. It's real. You know, it's, it's kept me awake all night and then you know, the blood pressure's up through the, through the roof. So what was it about that time you just come out of training school? Was it, you, you sounded really driven. You sounded like, I want, I want to know what, how Colin does that. Or I want to know how to make, was it, did that override the fear and the. For me, that's the, that's the safe part of it. You know, you, you start from absolutely zero knowledge and then you, you know, it, it, if, if you're on sort of a continuum, is it continuum, you know, on, on a sliding scale to, from no knowledge to like, you know, a lot of knowledge, that journey up there feels very safe actually, because mm-hmm. you're learning. Mm-hmm. But once you reach the point where you then become the learner and you've got a responsibility, that is when the tables turn. Mm, so when you That's start- when they turn for me, because you've you've lost you, you don't have any, you don't have a cushion behind you then. Because once you once you say, I can teach you that, or once somebody thinks that you are good enough and they want to learn from you that's when the tables turn and that's when the fear sets in. Mm. I remember doing my first seminar. Oh God, Bill, I could still sweat thinking about it now. It's terrifying. So, you, so as, as you're learning, you, you felt as though you had that safety blanket that, well, I'm just learning. So I'm, I'm allowed to make mistakes. I'm allowed to ask questions because I'm learning. Cock-ups as you like. Yeah. But when you're, when you're not learning, when you're the learner, Mm-hmm. that's not so easy to make cock-ups yeah. but you do as you know i showed you just before of my latest one <laughs> shall i show them um well i don't think it'll come across very well but i think because i'm not a groomer i didn't quite get it until you showed me it but i think if you explained it i think people will get it being groomers and everything 
Okay, I don't know whether whether this is what this is what I did the other day on a Westie, an old Westie, just come in for a five F clip off, really, but they are like a nice Westie head. So I put the five blade down the body, and I was going over it, and I thought, oh, I've just missed a little bit there. So I picked up the clippers just to take that little bit off. So the, the, the big black brown square blade is the 30 blade clip off. Down, down, yeah, a 30 blade strike down down the um the side of the dog. Oops. Yeah. So yeah. we all make mistakes, don't we? We do, we do. But um, you know, when you're in it, when you when you're in a like a seminar, for instance. It's really hard when you when you're standing in front of a dog and you're just at work and you're concentrating, you're just doing your own thing and you've got all your stuff in your own environment, where you want it, how you want it, and you just get on with it. That's one thing. When you're in a seminar and you've got, you know, 50, 60, 100, 200 people, whatever, in front of you, you need to be standing in a position where you are grooming, but they can see what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And perhaps you've got TV crew there as well, which is, you know, happens a amount. You know, and so you've got these guys in front and you've got big screens behind you and, and, you know, people are taking photographs and asking you questions and you can't see what you're doing and the dog starts acting up and la, 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 la. And you just want to go sometimes, you just want you just you just kind of see it all like cards are coming crashing down not always but sometimes the cards are coming crashing down you think god you know i just need to concentrate on this bit don't ask me any more questions <laughs> and i'm not very good at multitasking as colin will tell you colin and i have worked together a lot we worked in um together in you know in in all over the world doing seminars together and um you know, he'll tell you, I just don't multitask well at all. So talking and grooming ain't happening. You've got one or the other. You want me to watch me groom or you want to listen to me talk because it doesn't happen together for me. So, um, yeah, so that's really difficult. And the pressure is on them mm -hmm. in, a, in, in an environment where you, you can't see really what you're doing, but you've got to try and make this dog look perfect for an audience of up to nine people. We're all going to take pictures afterwards. The pressure's on. It is. And then you see the pictures afterwards. And I, I, you know, I defy anybody who does seminars to not have, have had the exact same experiences. I know they will have. And you look at the pictures after you think, Jesus wept. Ugh, I want to die. I want to curve and die. But you know that's that's the nature of the beast it, it, in a seminar environment. It's it's not always about doing your best work. It's it's about teaching techniques quite often, mm -hmm. um, and yeah. So so that gives that gives me the horrors. And I think God, you know, oh, people have paid money to see that, and I don't even know what the hell I'm doing. <laughs> so the imposter syndrome is is, is real. I think it's good that we talk about that because you know so so many people will look up to look up to people like yourself and just think oh you know yeah everything's perfect and I'm sure everything you do is actually perfect but you still suffer from that 
that feeling inside don't you and and um but you know it's it's good to recognize it and, and understand it and then that's how we deal with it isn't it so <clears throat> we've taken you up to sort of um around 2006 ish and your your asian fusion styling is like taking off now so how did you get into the how did you uh find this this technique this this company the asian fusion styling and how did you allow it to take you all around the world and and do all these seminars and training courses and did you ever think it would take off like that no no and i think and i think that's the difference i i think and i and i what i I'm in a privileged position now where I can I, I can sit back and observe. And I and I watch some coming up and they're hungry. But they're not necessarily hungry for the right reasons, for the right outcome. And I think there's a difference between being hungry for fame. I'd say fortune, but I haven't got any fortune. <laughs> for fame or for knowledge. For me, it was always about the knowledge and all the rest of it was just like a, 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 a byproduct. For me, I was focused on learning and I still am. Learning to be the absolute best that I can be for me, for my own satisfaction, not to show off with it. Like, I mean, I don't even have a website, Bill. And very, I know. I know, I'm, I'm, I am, I'm rubbish because each, each dog that comes in, I want to groom it the best it can be for my own satisfaction and for the customer's reaction. It's a rare day that I would even think to take a picture of it. Rare, absolutely rare. I just, it doesn't cross my mind to think, oh, I'll take pictures and post them online. It's it's rare. We, when I do, you know, I, I I post them, but I don't I don't really care about all of that. For me, the satisfaction is from see from seeing the style progress from from turning something that's a mess into something with with shapes and curves and the look and the expression that just makes me feel warm and fuzzy inside for my pleasure. I mean, it's, you know, it's, I'm a bit mean that way. I don't always want to share it with everybody is mine, you know, it's mine. Um, but yeah, that, and I think, and I think that's the, the difference is, you know, I'm, I, I kind of got to where I am because of my hunger for knowledge and then wanting to share the, the knowledge. And I think, especially when it was all in its, in its, in its infancy, people wanted to know desperately how I did it. How do you do that? You know, and, and, and I still get dozens of messages every day. Yeah, how do you do that? And it's like, you know, sometimes I don't know. I can't answer that because I don't know. It just depends. I'll do it like this one day on that dog and it's like that uh, a different day on, on another dog. So, you know, and that's kind of where the course creation has come in, trying to capture 
all of my knowledge and all the things that I've I've learned and the mistakes that I've made. I can't even tell you how many mistakes I've made. You, and, I, and I think that's a good thing because you really do learn from from you, those. Yeah, you gotta you gotta make mistakes. Oh. Otherwise, you'll never develop, will we? If we don't make mistakes, we won't we won't develop ourselves. Exactly. But but for me, making that mistake just makes me even more determined that you know if I got it wrong, why did I get it wrong? Because I'm I've got a knowledge gap. Is that what the problem is? If so, what exactly is that knowledge gap? And where am I going to go and fill it? Mm. And everybody get out my way because I need to go there. And and that's that is kind of how I started with it with the traveling and why I set up a school in the UK because I I was just living out of a suitcase for years. I lived out of a suitcase. I was just on the road in the UK, in Europe and and, and abroad and you know in worldwide. And so you you go abroad, you go to these countries to to improve your knowledge, but then they would find out about you and then invite you back to do seminars and, and talks and sometimes sometimes yeah you know over in the far east we would do like knowledge sharing and that and that sort of thing um and you know do do seminars or just bits and pieces it 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 works a bit differently out there Mm. um but then the facebook really people would see my work on facebook from other countries and contact me and say you know will you come and do a seminar here? Will you come and come to my salon? And they would, you know, we'd be corresponding or, online or email or, or messenger or, or whatever medium. And they would say, you know, well, well how do you manage this in, in your work day? And da, 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 you know, well, I'm not, I'm not making any money, you know, and I don't know how to do this. And I'd be ripping my hair out and say, look, you know, you need to start cutting corners, but in a safe way, you need to be working more efficiently so you can get more dogs in, la, 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 la. And that is one of the big things I preach. And then people would say to me, can you can you come to my salon for a day or a, a week or, a, or whatever and teach me, teach my staff and have a look at the salon and how we're actually doing, not the business side of it so much, but the, but the, the practicalities. And um, yeah, you know, and that that has taken me all over the world to America, Australia, and Far East, and all over Europe, and Russia, Ukraine, and Bermuda, and oh, loads, loads of other places. Amazing. But backwards and forwards, living out of suitcases. So I, you know, I was because it's not as glamorous as it sounds when you're just spending all your time. You know, getting up at two o'clock to try and get to Heathrow for you know a, a six o'clock flight, and you sat in traffic, and then you're like, "This is a zombie in the airport." And, and Bill, shit happens to me in airports. <laughs> Are you an airport shit magnet? <laughs> Just stuff follows me around, you know, like crazy ass things. Happened to me in airports, and and I'm a bit ditzy. I I, I forget to, <laughs> to do things, and and I was going out to 
where, oh God, was it Russia or Ukraine? I think it was Ukraine to do a seminar. It was warm here when I left. It never occurred to me. It might be winter. And I turned up in Ukraine in my bloody pink flip-flops and no socks in the snow. You know, and I was picked up by, by security. Are <laughs> like, you crazy lady? Right, so you know, you don't be putting an asylum in Ukraine. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. And like running, running through airports, missing flights and ran through the airport. He's <laughs> from airport one day. And it was like, uh, it was coming up for um, Christmas. And you know, like the tins of Quality Street and roses and what have you. And I think it was like outside Smith's or something like one of these shops. And there were all these tins <laughs> all piled up like a red. <laughs> like 12 foot Christmas tree, massive great thing. And I was legging it too because I was late for flight. <laughs> and my my drag along um, cabin suitcase caught the edge of this whole display. And it <laughs> and I just like looked around and thought, oh shit, and, and just had to keep legging. I've been arrested in an airport by um, Ukraine guards and whisked off and mistaken identity and, oh. Okay, so top tip, don't travel with Pammy if you go through an airport. <laughs> no, you need to travel with me because it's hilarious. All sorts of stuff happens. It's it's amazing. It's, so, it's great fun. So did this inspire you to then start a training school in the UK and, and ask people to come to you rather than you having to... Yeah. To that, that's, the world. that's exactly it because I was just like I had in my bedroom I had a small case a medium case and a really large case and I would just like take all my I'd come back I'd open up the case take the washing up put it in the in the in the wash wash it iron it um and and have it sat in the middle case and depending on where the next gig was I could just like into the small case or into the big case and, and off I'd go again. And it was just like, there was three suitcases open all the time. Mm. I thought, this is crazy. This is crazy. You know, it, 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 I think it's, I think I've, I've paid my dues. And for me, it was a little bit like, you know, um, like comedians and they kind of have to, before, before they go, on like a big stage, they do all the work in men's clubs, don't they? And they're traveling on there on the bus and they're in old vans and they're like sleeping in the bus shelter. And I've done all of that. You have to sell your soul a little bit to to, to get noticed, don't you, I suppose? Yeah, so I, I've done all of that. And uh, it was time for me to go, hang on a minute, let people come to me. So I set up my school in Doncaster and that was three months before COVID hit. Well, I knew you were going to say that word. Yeah. How did, how did you feel yeah. over COVID? Was it a relief to get some time out or was it? No, no because I yeah. opened the school yeah. and it went berserk. I was booked with mostly international, UK domestic as well, and European, but an awful lot of um, international students were booked in. And my diary was like mincemeat. 
like the lockdowns and backwards and forwards. It was just, just back on top of it. Well, I spent I've spent all last year playing catch up. Mm-hmm. It, you know, so much so that you know, I worked so hard and under really awful circumstances because of the premises I was in. I've moved from there now, and it was it was it was it really wasn't good. It, it, it that's a long story, but anyway, it made me ill. Um, but I said that that was a big, a big. <laughs> no, you can't, Mabel. She wants to play. Um, that was a big learning curve for me. And now I don't book up any more than three months in advance. It was like, it was like, I was burnt to a crisp after that one. Yeah. Because it, you, you, you then like spend a year not actually earning money because all that, all those people need to, need to come in. You know, they paid you the year before and you now have to, Oh, it was a it was a bloody nightmare. Just diary wise, I mean, not the training wise, because they, you know, everybody that comes through have been amazing. They've been they've been so lovely and kind, and you know, I love them all. They they all, you know, I, I love the men like like all my my chicks. You know, they come they come to Pammy's and and they like, you know, I want to take them all home with me. Um, but yeah, that. That the 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 diary, oh, I never want to go back there again. Never. But again, it's that learning curve again, isn't it? You know, you, something new to you. You, you got your tra- you set your training school up. You, you do what you think is right, and then it's like, well, you reflect on it and change it. Yeah, exactly. You know, you got to sit back, take stock, and go, okay, where where you know, where did it go wrong? What can I do better next time? How how can I learn? How can I learn from that? And you know, and that actually built, you know, it 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 probably I might well be making it sound easier than it actually is, but I don't actually find that stuff easy to do. Mm. I'm a real I'm a real klutz. I'm a real ditz, and I, I you know I I forget my own name sometimes. It's like like. You know, I turn up and like, why am I here? Or what am I supposed to be doing? I, ooh, I don't know. I mean, you know, my both of my business partners, you know, they ripped their hair out with me because I ain't got a clue what bloody planet I'm on at the time. But give me a pair of scissors and a dog and, you know. The focus comes back. Yeah. But, you know, all the, all, all the rest of it, all the peripheral stuff that has to be done that keeps the wheels turning. If all of that was just left to me, we'll never get done. I'm a great believer in outsourcing. Other people can, you know, other people have other skills. You know, there might be a, a skill that they have in that particular, uh, whether it be accountancy or marketing or social media. You know, let's let's get them to do it for us if we can. Yeah, 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 definitely, definitely, but. Before you can do that, before you can outsource, you're gonna start. You, you've got to. You've got to bring in the money to pay them. That's it. That's and sometimes that's not cheap. It's that chicken and egg, isn't it? Chicken and egg. So if um, so if someone's considering, you know, they're, they're pet grooming at the moment and they've got their salon, they're considering um, doing a course for Pammy. What's the demand like um, for? the Asian fusion style with customers and stuff? Is it something that you have to go out and? Uh, 
tell the customers about it or will they come and find you? Yeah. You know, lockdown, lockdown was a double-edged sword, wasn't it? Um, before lockdown, it was it was really new and not many owners knew about it and they said you know didn't really know styles um but lockdown like two years of, of being locked down or working from home and um you know all of these things people have suddenly you know the members of public have become educated and they know what they like and they come asking for it. I mean, I was tagged into a post on, I think it was Pouchon Owners Club or something the other night, with somebody there asking for somebody in South Yorkshire who could do a Asian on her Pouchon. And of course, everybody said, oh, you know, Pammy, Pammy, Pammy. And she got in contact and, she, you know, she's booked in. She, she'll she you know, she'll come in for um, an assessment and I'll look and see what I could do with the dog and, you we would take it from there. Um, so is yeah. that, I mean, obviously I'm not a groomer, so I'm a bit naive with this. So you just cannot do this to every toy dog. That You've got to be growing their hair to a particular length and shapes, because then you're going to shape it, aren't you? So there is probably a more working with the owner to get what they want. Absolutely, absolutely. But... You know, it, again, you know, if we can go back to that sort of, um, you know, that that linear continuum model, you know, mm. and it, it, if just you know, a bog standard shave off is down here and extreme Asian is up there, you can be mm. anywhere you like. But there are variables along the path. You know, there are keys you've got to you've got to uh, uh, locks with with keys you've got to unlock before you can get to the next stage you know you've got to have the willingness of the owner the owner's got to be willing to pay for it so talk talk to us about pricing then you know they've got to pay for it they have got a highly skilled highly skilled job now it is it is a highly skilled job and we pay a fortune for our training you come to me for training it's not cheap Hmm. i've spent years and years building up my knowledge personal knowledge banks you've been arrested in ukraine for this <laughs> what a criminal <laughs> me pink flip-flops oh god squeaking anyway oh my god yeah got stuck i got stuck in a man's toilet in ukraine and I, I was in a cubicle and I was too afraid to come out because there's all men lined up. And I thought, oh, my God, what's going on? And I had to be stuck there hiding behind the door till they'd all gone. And, oh, God, they're going to think I'm a lunatic. So I just had to walk out and said, morning. Morning, everyone. Nothing to see. Morning. <laughs> so, yeah, so so um, so once they've done the training, you, you, you've got to be going out there and commanding the higher prices then. So yeah, what, what sort of – give us a price point. Um, 65, we're starting from 65. I do have some, some cheaper than that, but they like, like been with me for a long time. And, um, but yeah, I mean, particularly now with the prices gone up, you know, the rent, you were running, running a salon and you've got, um, rent, you've got, I'm getting covered in bloody dogs now. Got rent. You got all your overhead. Get me electric. Mm. And I mean, I take it 
this is going to take you longer as well. Once you get the dog in, you've done the assessment, they're coming in for their grooming. So they're going to be with you for a lot longer. So less opportunity to do other dogs in a day. Well, not necessarily that they're going to be with me any longer, because I think, you know, once you know what you're doing, you just can get on with it and doing, depending on what the dog is that, you know, been presented with, you've got to take into account, you know, its behaviour on the table and, you know, the time in consultation with the mum, the state of the coat, the... what kind of condition is the coat in? Do you need to put any treatments on the coat? Um, all of these things and a, and a whole lot more all need to be figured into the actual cost. Mm. But the actual, the groom, I, I mean, I can, you know, turn up salon grooms like that, but in full Asian, you know, pretty quick. But that's 16, so, it's like a lot of experience as well, isn't it? So Exactly. Exactly. No, I didn't, you know, it wasn't just overnight. And, the, you know, the travelling and the money for courses and equipment and travel and, you know, like, I, I mean, I, I, I couldn't I couldn't possibly quantify it. I could I don't I don't think it would be possible mm. to add it all up in pounds, shillings and pence. I don't think it it would be possible. Huh? Definitely not shillings these days. <laughs> Bill. The, um, what I wanted to ask you is, so a lot of, and I suppose it goes a little bit with the imposter syndrome bit, about you have your dog on the table and you've you've completed it, the, the style that they've asked for. Have you got any top tips on stopping groomers from going back and just a, bit, oh, just a little bit more or it's not good enough? Or, you know, have you got any top tips on how to get past that, you know, yeah, lots. But you've got to pay me and come on a course. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't. I'm joking. I'm joking. No. I, and I think we are all, we are all guilty of that. We all, we all will go. Oh God, damn! You know that I could get that bit better. And it's even worse if you do take a picture because what people forget is a picture is a split second, two dimensional image. And they go, oh, but the dog looks so much better than that on the table. And yes, it did, because the dog is multidimensional and it's on the table and it's constantly moving. You're constantly moving. And so your brain is taking all these millions of snapshots and forming this overall picture Hmm. on that. So we start to become overly critical of our work and then people start photoshopping pictures and and all of that but that's a whole different story but actually in the salon my top tip is routine absolute routine and it's it's the people that that you know they send a dog out and they're looking at it and they they've missed out the inside of one of the rear legs why is that you know, if they started at point A and not stopped until they got to Z, they shouldn't have missed that out. But if you start at A and pop over to K and then back to W and da 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 da, da and you're all over, then you're going to have missed bits out. Mm-hmm. But you need to you need to know the process. You need to know the routine, and um, you know whatever your routine is, you need to have one and and stick to it. 
yes, all dogs are different. And yes, sometimes you have to make variations. But if you start at A and finish at Z, you ain't gonna you ain't gonna miss anything out. And it will be as good as it can be. We 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 sing from the same song sheet because I I teach this you know you systemize your dog systemize your dog grooming and it's not a computer system it's like start like you said that system of grooming where you know exactly where you are all the time and if the phone rings you can pick the phone up and then go back to your system so you you don't miss bits off and you turn out good consistent work. Not only that, what everybody forgets is dogs really respond to routines and um. Students will come in and perhaps they will use, um, you know, salon dogs sometimes, uh, you know, if my owners will allow them. It's not often that they they will, but um, sometimes they do or, you know, they will use my dogs and they all are good on the table. They just stand there and they just let you get on with it because they all know that process, even the client's dogs and even the new ones that come in after, you know, one or two sessions, they know. They know the routine. They come in, this happens. Soon as that's finished, that happens. And then they do this and then they do that. And then they face this way and that happens. And they know when they get to this bit and that bit that mum's going to be coming up and they're going home. And they just come in and get on with it and go home. And that, that you know, it benefits all of us. So all, all of these little things and all of these, like, time-saving and labour-saving Things will add up over the day. Mm. And if you've learned, if you've invested in yourself and, 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 and bought the knowledge, you can, you can go out and just find it all because it's all out there. Yeah. And you can just go out and find it, but it's going to take you a long, long time. And it's going to be hit and miss. And you're going to hit bumps along the way. And you're going to be in tears and it, you're going to hit brick walls and you know I've done all of that I've hit all those brick walls and I've bounced back and done it in 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 a different way so you can either pay somebody not necessarily me because you might not you you might not you know what you know whether it's me or whether it's a different kind of grooming that you want to do whether it breeds like you go and learn how to do it you get that knowledge all the rest will just drop into place but you've got to know what you're doing. If you know what you're doing, the rest is all easy peasy. It all falls apart. Mabel, I'm not playing. It all falls apart if you don't quite understand what you're doing and why you're doing it. And, I, you know, this, this theory, I, it gets proven to me over and over again with students that come in Mabel stop it with students that come in and when they they learn what they're doing uh, shh, why they're doing it the world starts to become a different place yeah. and you know even if it's something small it will make a huge difference at the end of the day Mabel, stop it now. I was I was looking at something um, the other day. I was doing a lesson for for a client, and I sort of showed them the the business side of it, and then I showed them the client side, what the client will see with the emails and stuff like that. Because I think if you know both sides of the story, 
you're going to come across more confident, you're going to be more knowledgeable. And if anything does happen or crop up, then you know how to rectify it because you've, you've seen it from the customer's point of view and you've seen it from the business owner's point of view as well. So you, you know why, why, what? Oi, 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 oi. We're having a fight now. Oh, Winnie. Two little dogs. Oh, God. See, they, they, they're ruled by the clock. They know that this is playtime and, and we go out for our last kind of walk and what you know, they, they, they're like, what's going on, Mum? Why are we why are we down the road now? We'll get you out, doggies, don't worry. So what's um in store for 2023 with Pammy and your your Ooh. multiple businesses? There's lots. I touched on the fact that um Joe and I have been course creating mm. and trying to capture all of my knowledge you know and and all 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 my own theories all the all the stuff that isn't in a book and doesn't hasn't been written anywhere else but it's just stuff that i know i've been trying to collate all of this and and put it all together in an orderly fashion and turn it into learning material which we've done and you know our, our first courses are, are kind of due to go live any day now um we've got a meeting tomorrow um to, to, to kind of go over things and do all the last minute bits and pieces so that is the big thing for this year i've held things up no, yeah, hands up. I've I have held things up because uh, I, you know, I, I not been able to finish things. I mean, I've had some health issues and what have you, which you know I'm hoping to sort it out now. But the old imposter syndrome and what have you kicks in, and you know, uh, 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 and it it kind of it throws up excuses and when it's when it's happening, it, it's you don't necessarily think, oh, it's the old imposter syndrome kicking in, I just need to push through this. It doesn't manifest itself as that. It, it, it manifests itself in all loads of different things that will stop you dead in your tracks. Yeah. But I think, you know, I think I'm, I think I'm okay now to, to start letting it go. <laughs> Well, you're, you're I, hope I just hope everybody loves it as much as I do and don't, don't think I'm really as batty as I probably am. And where, you're not batty, where where can people find out? Where can people find out about these courses that are coming out? Well, we have our website, www.asianfusiongrooming.com. And if you sign up to the newsletter there, there's thousands and thousands of people who have already done so um waiting for the first courses to go out we've had little taster courses go out and just kind of testing our um our systems etc and the platforms that we're using um our first our first um course has um just got um ocn approval and accreditation so that is the first one we'll let go but for me it's not it's not just how 
you do this, it's all it's all the other stuff. It's all the outside stuff, and you know, all your your scissoring, your knowledge of scissors, and um, you know the the bathing that are drying, and 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 it's all it's all my way because that's what people come to me for, yeah. Because yeah. you, you know, there's a billion and one ways to to to, to groom a dog, bathe a dog, or scissor a dog, or da 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 da. But people pay me to come and 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 learn my way of doing it, the Pammy way. The Pammy, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's 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 what I've kind of developed myself over the years, and my own way of thinking about things, my own theories. You know, the and I've written a whole theory program. You know, the 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 theory, just the theory on its own. Is massive, mm. so I've written all of that, but it all needs to go out in order. So that's what we're doing. So the first one is just about ready to go, and then the rest will all follow. So Ooh. get onto your get onto your website and sign go up. For the website, sign up um, grooming.com Sign up to the newsletter, and you can get. Um, um notified of when it goes live you can also find us on instagram asian fusion grooming on instagram and you see the little pod logo dog um or any of the other social media platforms again you see this is something else they rip their hair out with i ain't got a clue how to work social media not a bloody clue bill and so i've got pages all over the place i don't even realize what well, i've got these pages and i and they're like half done and there's like the followers all over them. And I can't remember how to get in them. I don't know what the passwords are. And they rip their hair out, Bill. They do. They've like, they despair of me. They're like, Jesus, she's not safe to be let out on her own. Well, I've got a quick question here, actually, which yeah. I think is quite a good question. And it's from Nikki. It's, she said, do you have a groomer that you look up to? This could be a tough one. It is. It's really tough. And you know what? I think there isn't any one person that I look up to. But what I do value most in any groomer is the ones that are professional and the ones that are kind. Mm. They, to me doesn't matter what your skills are, whether you, you know, can barely hold a pair of scissors, you know, or you're you're the best. Being professional and being decent and being kind. Humble. Everything. So anybody who's decent, kind, they're the ones I look up to. Great, great. You know, um, we've learned so much about your, your career and what you did before you joined the groomers, you know, Army, Berlin, truck driver, racer, to from racing trucks to handling these delicate little dogs. It's amazing, isn't it? Yeah, so, and designing and manufacturing scissors. Yeah, yeah. You know, the world is your oyster, isn't it? When when you, you you've shown us your your drive and how driven you were when you're you're going through your training and how you just wants to soak up that knowledge and. You know, it's available to everyone. Like you said, nowadays the knowledge is there's even more places to get all that knowledge from, and and having that drive, it's sort of you've you've proved to us, you've shown to us that 
the world is your oyster. You literally traveled the world with all this knowledge that you gained, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. You know, and it was it was never, never once did I sit down. I mean, we were in dire straits, but we had nothing. We'd lost everything. And I can remember sitting in the in the garden and I used to smoke at the time. And like, what the hell? What the hell are we gonna do? And 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 sat and it, you know, on a little bench outside with a piece of paper and working out whether I could afford to go on a grooming course I thought well you know that I'd really find that interesting I've never done that really before no, never made money from it better do that but I've done everything else and worked out on a piece of paper and thought yeah bugger it let's 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 give it a go and you know it was never applied I never sat there with a piece of paper and you know on the on the list you know there was like clippers and blades and a training course there was never um fame and um you know seminars and courses and education and, and da, 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 da. podcasts with bill no all of that just all it, it was just a you know a, a, a byproduct you know and then i started like winning awards like what the like what's that all about i couldn't believe it you know like, my god you know i was there five minutes ago i was sat in the garden wondering if i could you know pay pay the mortgage well, I, it's it's an inspirational story, and I, you know, you said about you know all that knowledge inside your head. Let's let's hope one day that you sit down and and put it into into a book of some sort. Or it's it's done. Done. There you go. Good. <laughs> I've just got to let it go. Let it go. <laughs> we all want to see it. They, your audience wants to see it. They want to read it. They want to read it. And make sure you put it out on Audible as well with you telling it. I love it when the authors put the books out in, on Audible and they, they talk oh, the books themselves. Well. What are you talking about, Willis? <laughs> it's, a, it, it's, it's Audible. It's an audio book. So I love it when people, when authors um, read their books because you get so much from it. So if you get the opportunity to put it as an audio book, make sure you get to read it as well, because I think you'll put so much more into it. There you go. Ruth said, I want to buy it now. Do we have a release date? No. Not ready for that yet, Bill. Watch this space then, everyone. The book has been written. I need your book. The the comments all coming in. Should I write a new one? Warts and all. Yeah. That's it. Butler saw. Yeah. What the groomer saw. The stories from an airport. There's movies in here. There's movies, there's TV series. There's all sorts of... Funny thing happened to me on the way to the salon. Oh, I've got loads of them. That's it. Millions of them. You know, there's volumes. There's volumes of books within you by the sounds of it. And everyone everyone is commenting how, how they want to... They want. The actual writing, I hate... I can't order my thoughts. I would need a ghostwriter. See, I can I can spear out all the all the crapola. It will all just like, you know, I can put the hind legs off a donkey. But you know, ordering all them and putting it on paper—that's where it all goes. You can do that these days. You just talk to the computer and it'll write it for you, and then ask someone to to sort it out. I've tried that. I've tried that. It's not the same. I need need like somebody like asking questions and bouncing because because then you start you remember something, don't you? And you think, oh God, you know, I've forgotten all about that. And it, it, it evolves, doesn't it? 
me sat with a piece of paper or a microphone, the only thing that is evolving is like nothing. <laughs> there you go. We've got, a, we've got a, a name, Diary of an International Dog Groomer. Yeah. Or Diary of a Dog Groomer in a Ukrainian Prison. Being <laughs> 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 escorted by armed guards out the airport. Excellent. Any pink flip flops? Oh, I was put up in a, I was put in a brothel once. Crikey! Oh, what's that all about? In a brothel? Like what? I know. I could have made my fortune while I was there, but best not. <laughs> well, you're always welcome to come on and um, talk to us. It's another, it's another conversation that we could have for hours and hours. But your, your dogs, your dogs want their walk, so. But yeah, there's there's many conversations we can have. Make sure you come back and tell us about your uh, any future book releases and courses and, and stuff like that. So keep us. I will. I will if you have me back. I'd love it. Always, always like to do the updates as well. So yeah. Oh, perfect. Thanks so much. I'll come and give you a progress report. Good. And don't forget, everybody, put your prices up. Yes, I mean we were going to talk about that, but we're running out of time. So that will be a conversation for another. <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much for your like your sharing your journey with us and, and telling us about very welcome and thank you you know if anybody i don't even know if anybody is listening but if you are thanks so much for listening yeah you take care and uh, we'll catch up soon okay thanks bill night i hope you've enjoyed this podcast please make sure you give us a like or a review to help people find it the podcast is sponsored by Lopay. Head over to www.lopay.com to find out more about their payment solution.